Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. I bring you uh, greetings from the Haitian Congregation of the Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in the Bronx, and I want to thank Reverend Jacob for the invitation to share with you the good news of God's love for us in Jesus Christ. I normally don't like to speak on, uh, you know, topics of current events, but these aren't really normal times. And I just want to say a quick word, actually echo the word that Bishop Michael Curry gave to the Episcopal Church this week when he said that in life we have a choice between chaos and community. And I believe that now more than ever, we as followers of Jesus need to choose community and a community of love and hope and renewal. Um, Last Wednesday, it was, as Jacob said, a really dark day in our history. But I want to remind us all what the Gospel of John starts out by saying is that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. And if you believe that, we have no reason to fear right now. I want to just ask you to think about in your life an event or a moment in your life that was the most important. What was the most important or one of the most important events in your life? And I'm not talking about world events like Uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, or when man walked on the moon, or 9-11, or, you know, the assault on the Capitol. I mean, the events in your life. A lot of people might say, okay, it was when my child was born, or my wedding was one of the most important events in my life. Uh, It could have been something uh, more negative, like a cancer diagnosis, when you had to really kind of reevaluate your priorities and make changes. But I would, I would wager that when I asked that question just now, what was the most important event in your life, you probably didn't say your baptism. Most of us weren't even old enough to remember our baptisms. We, weren't, we were babies. We were passive recipients of our baptism. But that doesn't mean it was any less valuable. In fact, I would submit that it was the most valuable moment in each of our lives, the most important event in our lives. Because us being baptized and grafted into the body of Christ means that we were allowed to swim in an ocean of grace rather than a relentless river of striving and judgment. Our baptism means that we are part of the body of Christ. And when we were baptized as babies, of course we didn't know that right away. We We didn't know that even as young children, probably. But we've had decades, some of us more decades than others, for the significance of this great event to be revealed to us in little epiphanies. So... It's often in the challenging moments of our lives that we have that revelation, that epiphany, that we are beloved children of God. 
Epiphanies happen when we hit bottom, you know, like in uh, addiction, or if we get COVID, when we lose a job or somebody that we love dies, things like that. Or, you know, kind of more mundane but still challenging events like I had this week where I was juggling uh, remote learning with a kindergartner with, you know, a full-time job. You know, those are challenging moments that we realize that we are really powerless over our lives. And God, who loves us more than we can imagine, is waiting to guide and direct our lives. That's the same God who directed the wise men to the stable where Jesus lay 2,000 years ago. Today is the first Sunday after Epiphany, And Epiphany is that season when we recognize how Christ's divinity was revealed to the world. It was revealed to the wise men. And today, in the gospel, Christ's divinity is revealed again through his baptism by John in the River Jordan. And it's not subtle, (laughs) this, this revelation. It's the heavens are torn open and God himself, God's self, speaks. God says, you are my son, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Now, I get to preach in Creole every Sunday. Later today, I'll be going back up to the Bronx to preach in Creole. And the Creole Bible has a little different translation of that. It says, instead of saying, with you, I am well pleased, it says, you make my heart very happy. I love that. Epiphanies for us are often, you know, a bit more subtle than, you know, the heavens tearing open. Uh, Maybe God whispers to us in a little thought or another person in our life, uh, which I've heard called God in skin, will speak to us and say something. And we have an epiphany. And we start to believe and it's, it's that belief that gives our baptism power because we have the choice. We, we don't have to be part of the body of Christ. We can, we can walk away. And many of us do, actually, at certain points in our, our, of our lives, walk away. I, I have at, at times. But God loves us so much that God never stops calling us back. God is relentless relentlessly loving toward us. Now, one reason our baptism is so important is that it assures us that even if we do stop believing, even if we walk away, turn our backs on God, if we stop believing in God, God never stops believing in us. And there's nothing we can do to make that end. No amount of bad behavior or disobedience will make God stop loving us or calling us back into relationship. Now, on the other hand, there's nothing we can do to earn God's favor either. I've been to Haiti on, you know, dozens of mission trips, and those trips haven't made God love me any more than the worst criminal on death row. Your rector Jacob likes to say that God's love is a one-way love. 
And I, I really agree with that. It's unconditional. It's constantly shining on us. But we're, of course, we're the ones who block God's love with our own, you know, clouds. And it's these dark days, these are dark days. And, and it, you know, we thought they couldn't get any darker. And things get darker. And it's in our exhaustion of this, you know, 24-hour news cycle that we may think God's abandoned us. God's abandoned the world. Where's God in all of this? And again, we need to remember that God's light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The darkness that's brought on by human sin and division, polarization, And God forgives that darkness, our sin, through our baptism. Now maybe you're asking, okay, well, if Jesus was without sin, why did he need to be baptized? It's a good question. The short answer is that he he really didn't. He didn't need a baptism for the forgiveness, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin, because he was without sin. But what it was, was an act of humility. And it actually, this hymn that we just sang speaks really well to that, about all that, uh, all that, that Jesus did for us. For us, he was baptized. He did all of these things for us as an act of humility. He was, God was even born in the form of a helpless baby uh, as an act of humility. God came to earth as Jesus to fully participate in our humanity so that we may fully participate in God's divinity. Friends, these dark days require a message of hope. And our baptism shines a light of hope because we were baptized into the same baptism that Jesus was baptized into. And when God says to Jesus, you make my heart very happy because we were baptized in the same baptism, God is saying that to each person sitting here and to each person online today, to each of us who believe, God is saying, you make my heart very happy. And then we're free to respond with open hearts. Not to earn God's grace and favor, because we already have that, but to allow the love that God has for us to flow into us and then to flow out of us. It's kind of like a, you know, a conduit. So when we answer the questions of the baptismal covenant, which we're going to do in a few minutes, about learning the teachings and breaking the bread and uh, the prayers, when we answer the questions about resisting evil and repenting and proclaiming the good news, about seeking and serving Christ in all persons, about striving for justice and peace and respect, it's not a to-do list. It's not a a do-good goal. It's It's a heartfelt response. The epiphany 
is that we realize that we are loved so much by God that we cannot not serve God and serve others. And so we're free to express that love in fun and creative ways. And I know here at Calvary St. George, you all are doing that because the energy is here and I feel it. We have it up in the Bronx too. You know, you know when there's, when there's that, that Holy Spirit that, that they said to the, in, in Acts, we've never heard of the Holy Spirit. Well, when you, when you feel that spirit, when you feel the energy that God has coming into you and flowing out of you, you know it. And you can feel it in other people. And I feel it here. And, and it expresses its way, itself in ways that are unique and beautiful, unique to each of us. Because we were made in, in God's image, but we weren't made as clones and robots. We were made to express that love that God has for us in each of our unique ways. So let's do that. Let's live out our baptismal covenant uniquely, beautifully, but together as a community, as a community of love. And may God bless these words. And may God bless each of us. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.